Hello, and welcome to episode one of the Unconditionally Worthy podcast. I am so glad you are here. You know, about a year ago, uh, a couple of friends of mine suggested that I should do a podcast and I sort of brushed them off thinking there are a million podcasts out there and some of them are so amazing. And I really just didn't know how I was going to contribute in a way that felt meaningful. But, you know, as I've been focusing in on my gifts and my strengths, I realized that my voice is one of my biggest strengths. It's how I connect to people. It's how I share my wisdom with others. And when I realized that doing a podcast would allow me to connect to you and allow me to affirm that you are worthy unconditionally and help you on your self-worth journey, I realized that it was worth it, right? Even if only a few people listen, it would be worth it. And so I am so grateful that you are here. Uh, I am so grateful that you are listening. And I really, truly hope that you find this podcast to be a powerful support on your journey to connecting to self-worth and in your life overall. So here we go. Episode one. Welcome to the Unconditionally Worthy Podcast. In this podcast, I will guide you on your journey to connect with the true source of your self-worth. Each week, we'll discuss barriers to unconditional self-worth, the connection between self-worth and relationships, self-worth practices you can apply to your life, and how to use self-worth as a foundation for living courageously. I'm your host, Dr. Adia Gooden, a licensed clinical psychologist, dance enthusiast, and a dark chocolate lover who believes deeply that you are worthy unconditionally. I thought the best place for us to start is by me sharing a bit about my own self-worth journey so you can understand where it all began. My struggles with low self-worth started early. There wasn't anything obvious that was wrong with my life or any explicit communication that something was wrong with me, but I was often lonely and I grew up as an only child. So it was just me and my parents and both of my parents are introverts and I am an extrovert. And so sometimes it was hard for me. Sometimes I wanted to play and be with my parents and they needed their quiet time. Also, I was one of the only Black girls at a predominantly white school, and I was one of the few students who was also not invited to some of the parties, and I was also never the person that people had a crush on. So all of this mixed together caused me to feel left out and lonely a lot and made me feel like maybe there was something wrong with me. Maybe if I didn't look the way I looked, somebody would have a crush on me. Maybe if I was different, people would invite me to their parties. I didn't really understand it, but I just knew that I felt like something was wrong with me. Like I just maybe wasn't worthy of attention or affection or being included. And that was really hard for me and painful. And then to add to that, when I went to my Black church, I had Black friends there and I also felt left out there. So I often didn't know the latest music or dance moves or hadn't seen the TV show that everybody watched 
watched or the movie that everybody saw. So there would be these moments when everyone would say, oh my gosh, you haven't seen that. You haven't heard that, whatever it was. And so all of that left me feeling like there must be something wrong with me, right? I I just kind of don't fit in. And maybe it's the way I am that makes me unworthy. So, you know, around age 12, I decided to kind of try to get out of this, to figure out, okay, how can I be included? How can I be liked? How can I be loved and accepted? And I sort of went off on this journey, trying everything I could think of, right? So I tried to be the perfect friend. I was always selfless. I was always generous. I was always giving. And of course, those are wonderful qualities for a friend. But the challenge was I never asked for any Anything in return, right? I was always giving, and the idea of asking for something felt, you know, somewhat terrifying. And the reality is that that pattern that started for me when I was around age 12 or so continued into my adulthood, right? And so I've ended up with these, you know, friendships with wonderful people where I've had trouble asking, right? I've given and given and given and have trouble asking for things in return. So it's something I'm still sort of working on. Um, But that sort of got set up for me when I was a kid and felt I was unworthy and was trying to figure this all out because I thought that if I'm just generous, right? And I never ask anything in return, then I'll always be included. I tried academic achievement, right? Working really, really hard at academics, trying to be perfect at school, getting the perfect grades, trying to get into all the right schools, right? That was another way that I tried to be worthy. And I succeeded a lot academically. So that's an area of my life where I did really well and it still didn't work, right? So I I got into one of the best schools in the country and loved it and had an amazing experience, but it still didn't take away my feelings of unworthiness. I even got my doctorate, right? And it was at that point that I realized like this whole academic thing proving you're worthy it's not going to work, right? If you are going to be getting your doctorate degree and still feeling like, ooh, I don't know if I'm worthy, there's a disconnect there. The other thing that I, I tried was using romantic relationships. So I sort of searched for relationship after relationship after relationship to try to make myself feel worthy. And, you know, what I realized after years of this was that None of it worked. None of it worked. I wonder if you can relate to that. I wonder if you have ever tried to find a sense of self-worth to prove that you are worthy with something outside of you. Maybe it's academics. Maybe it's trying to be perfect. Maybe it's, you know, having a kid or getting married or it could be anything. And I wonder if like me, you've, you've come up short in that process. I think the first thing I want you to know is that you're not alone, right? You're not alone in these struggles, in the desire to feel worthy and the frustration of not knowing how to get there. So for me, it wasn't until I went through several years of therapy, uh, a doctoral program in clinical psychology, uh, listened to, you know, probably hundreds of hours of spiritual teachings and books and things like that. And also working with my own clients as a therapist 
that I realized that the source of my anxiety and discontent was that I was trying to base my worth on these external conditions, that I was trying to find my sense of worthiness in my academic achievement, in my professional success, in my relationships. I should mention that I struggled with anxiety, right? I finally went to therapy when I was in graduate school and already in training to be a therapist because I was experiencing really high levels of anxiety. I was worried, I was stressed, I was self-critical, and I was pushing myself to the limit right? I was pushing myself to graduate with my doctorate degree within five years. I had created this unreasonable timeline because again, I thought that if I graduated with my doctorate degree in five years, that would make me worthy. And all of that resulted in me being very anxious and finally realizing that I needed to get some support and some help. So, I'm sharing this because I think it's a common experience. And when I work with my clients, I hear very similar things from them. The pain of feeling unworthy, the desire to figure it out, to find something to make themselves feel worthy and continually coming up short and then questioning themselves, criticizing themselves and thinking, okay, I must have done something wrong. And that's why I'm so passionate about talking about this topic, helping people to know that they're not alone, and sharing what's helped me on this journey to connect to my unconditional self-worth and what helps my clients in the process as well. So before I talk more about this idea of unconditional self-worth, I think it would probably be good for me to clarify what it is and to talk about the distinction between self-esteem and self-worth because they can often be confused and self-esteem is a much more commonly understood term and concept. So I just want to take a moment to distinguish these two things. So self-worth is talked about infrequently. In contrast, self-esteem is talked about a lot in our broader society and in psychological research. But what I have found in my own life and in my work with clients is that self-esteem falls short, right, of something for people to strive for. So recently, I worked at one of the top universities in the country. I think it was ranked number three uh, by U.S. News or, you know, one of those outlets. And so I was working with very high achieving students, students who had high self-esteem related to their academics, right? They they knew they were smart. They had gotten into a school like uh, the one that they were attending where I was working, but they still felt a sense of low self-worth, right? The self-esteem, the sense that they were smart, that they could achieve academically wasn't enough to make them feel good about themselves on a deeper level. So self-esteem is derived from our abilities, our social position, accomplishments, and things we believe we can achieve. We can bolster our self-esteem by learning new skills or improving our performance. And self-esteem goes up and down depending on how we are doing in various aspects of our lives. So imagine something you are really good at. Maybe you're a dancer, maybe you're an artist, maybe you're a musician. 
maybe you are excellent at numbers and you got the Excel spreadsheets down. Uh, Maybe you're great at math. Maybe you are a great philosopher. Whatever area you developed skills at, you probably experience high self-esteem in that area. So when you get a promotion or win a competition, you feel great about yourself, right? You might feel on top of the world, right? It's a great feeling. But if you make a mistake or you fail, you probably feel pretty badly about yourself, right? So self-esteem goes up and down depending on what is happening in our lives. So people can have high self-esteem and believe in their ability to accomplish things just like I did, but still struggle with feelings of low self-worth that leave us feeling empty and discontent despite achievements and accomplishments, right? So it's, it's reaching that goal that you've sought for so long and still feeling sort of empty at the end of the day. I remember when I finally defended my dissertation and my response was to be upset and cry, right? Can you imagine that? I worked for six years. It took me six years to graduate, not five, like I was pushing for. And it was sort of the ultimate goal, right? To defend my dissertation that I had worked on for so long. And what I felt after that was empty. I didn't feel great. I didn't feel super accomplished. And I think that's because I still was struggling with low self-worth. I had achieved this really impressive goal, right? I was almost at the end of finishing and receiving my PhD, and yet it still didn't fill the void. I wonder if you can relate to that. Have you ever had an experience where you reached that ultimate goal you had been striving for. And maybe it felt good initially, but then, you know, maybe when the excitement wore off, you know, when when everybody went away and you were left to be by yourself, you still felt empty. That's where self-esteem can leave us, right? And in contrast, unconditional self-worth is distinct from our abilities and accomplishments. So if you never accomplish anything again, if you never achieve your goals, unconditional self-worth remains. Unconditional self-worth is not about comparing ourselves to other people. It's not something that we can have more or less of. Unconditional self-worth is the sense that you deserve to be alive, to be loved and cared for, to take up space. Take a deep breath. I wonder if you can just let that sink in for a moment. The idea that you deserve to be alive, to be loved and cared for, And to take up space without conditions. So now that we've established what unconditional self-worth is, let's talk about why it's important. As a clinical psychologist, I believe pervasive low self-worth is a root cause of mental illness. 
People all over the world are struggling with mental illness at higher rates than ever before. There are numerous causes for this rise in mental illness throughout the world. And I believe that our disconnection from the true source of our self-worth is a major contributing factor to the anxiety and depression that more and more people are experiencing. Think about it. If you don't believe you are worthy, you are much more likely to feel anxious and worried about the various things you are working on. You might fear that you will be exposed as a fraud or fail. You are more likely to feel that you are unworthy of success and happiness, which makes it harder to experience those things. If you believe that you're unworthy, you are more likely to be harsh and self-critical and feel that you are to blame for the negative things that happen in your life. When we feel unworthy, we are more likely to settle for unhealthy relationships where we are treated poorly and we don't get our needs met, which can increase our feelings of anxiety and depression. If you can relate to any of these things, I hope you're getting the picture that our self-worth underlies a lot of aspects of our lives. You know, I could go on. If you don't feel worthy, you're not going to negotiate for that salary you deserve or that raise that you deserve, right? If you don't feel worthy, you're not going to advocate for yourself or take care of your body in the way it deserves to be taken care of. Self-worth really underlies so much of our lives. When I work with clients, they rarely come in reporting concerns about feeling unworthy. But when we explore their feelings of anxiety and depression, shame and trauma, and we dig to the root of their challenges, we often find that they are struggling with deep feelings of unworthiness. I believe unconditional self-worth is so important because it affects all areas of our lives. When we believe we are worthy of love and respect, we are more likely to demand that of our relationships and only engage in relationships that are healthy and nourishing to us. When we believe we are worthy of success and we have strengths to share with the world, we are more likely to show up and share our gifts and experience the success we most desire. When we know we are worthy unconditionally, we are more likely to take good care of our mental and physical health and less likely to experience mental illness. When I connected to the truth of the true source of my worth, when I knew that my worth and my worthiness is based on something within me and not something external to me, when I believed that I am unconditionally worthy, so many things shifted in my life. I was finally free from the anxiety that I experienced for years. I began to have healthy romantic relationships and was no longer using these relationships to try to prove that I was worthy. By the way, I'm now engaged and in the most stable and healthy relationship I have been in in my life. Once I knew I was worthy unconditionally, I was able to show up more authentically in my work and my personal life. I began to have more friendships and relationships that were mutual, where I gave and received. 
where I could ask for what I wanted and needed, I began to believe that I am worthy of abundance and prosperity. And knowing that I am worthy unconditionally helped me to manifest those things in my life. Overall, knowing that I am unconditionally worthy has helped me to feel a lot more peace and contentment in my life, has increased my joy and gratitude. It has been amazing. Now, don't get me wrong, right? My life isn't perfect. I still experience challenges. I have days when I feel anxious and my mood is low. I still have frustrations in my relationship and days when I'm not fully loving and accepting of myself. I'm still human. And overall, connecting to the true source of my worth has been liberating and made life so much better than it was before. I hope I'm getting you excited about journeying to connect to your own unconditional self-worth and all of the possibilities that will open up in your life. At its core, connecting to our unconditional self-worth is about healing and transforming our relationships with ourselves. Letting go of the belief that something is wrong with us, releasing self-criticism when we make a mistake or experience a failure, And instead, connecting to our true selves, being loving and compassionate and giving ourselves grace. Cultivating a supportive and encouraging relationship with ourselves gives us a foundation to move boldly into the world and to share our gifts and strengths confidently, not to prove that we are good enough, but to show up and live life full out. The journey to unconditional self-worth is about developing a positive and loving relationship with yourself, learning to trust yourself, and showing up for yourself. So if you're curious about all of this unconditional self-worth stuff, and you're ready to start your own journey to connect to your unconditional self-worth, I encourage you to start by reflecting on whether you believe you are unconditionally worthy now. Bonus points if you take the time to journal your answers. So here are the questions to reflect on. Do you believe you are unconditionally worthy? Are there conditions you believe you need to meet in order to be worthy? What are those conditions? What are the things that keep you from feeling worthy? What would life be like for you? If you believed you were worthy unconditionally. Throughout this podcast, I will be talking about different aspects of self-worth and sharing practical practices to support you in your journey to connect with the true source of your self-worth. If you want to get a head start and learn about some practices that can support you in connecting to your unconditional self-worth, be sure to grab my free ebook on four practices to overcome low self-worth, which is linked in the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening, and I'm excited to have you here on this journey. Thanks for joining me this week on the Unconditionally Worthy podcast. Make sure to visit my website, dradiagoodin.com, and subscribe to the show on iTunes so you'll never miss an episode. 
You can also follow me on social media at Dr. Adia Gooden. If you love the show, please leave a review on iTunes so we can continue to bring you amazing episodes. Lastly, if you found this episode helpful and know someone who might benefit from hearing it, please share it. Thanks for listening and see you next episode. This episode was produced by Chris and Tiana and the music is by Wadaboy. 